the bar. I'm leaving behind my life of crime. Care to join me? She flushed. Like most Angelinos, Johnny only knew the basics about the Domino Lady. That she was an accomplished jewel thief, who hit the mansions of Hollywood politicios and movie moguls alike. That she had a secret identity, and no one knew who she was. Not even Johnny. Had the time come to clue him in? I need to powder my nose, she told him. Turning on her stilettos, she edged through the smoky, close bar, giving a little wave to Sam, their favorite bartender. He made the driest martinis in Los Angeles. He winked at her. Others took note that the beautiful and mysterious domino lady was in the house. Betsy Martin, the gin mill's owner, had put rules in place that welcomed all comers. No weapons, no feuds. No mixing in each other's business. Thus it was that the blonde bombshell retained her secret identity, even in the midst of a crowd. An unheard-of luxury anywhere else, and one that had allowed her and Johnny a place to be together, despite the fact that she had yet to tell him who she was. She sailed into the little bathroom at the end of the hall and locked the door, checking to make sure she was alone. She let a small fan cool her feverish skin. It was so hot tonight. Then she reached her hands around towards the back of her domino mask, preparing to untie it. Then she thought better of it. Betsy might claim that all secrets were safe within these murky halls, but for all she knew there was a strategic peephole, or the mirror was a two-way. Cautiously she lowered her hands and regarded herself in the silvered glass. The domino lady was not quite the notorious vixen most believed her to be. She only stole jewels and cash as an afterthought, when she was really after things like incriminating love letters penned by married women and unsuspecting starry-eyed girls. The domino lady also snatched unfair contracts that fat cats forced on weaker men, fixed rents, backroom deals, protection rackets. She fenced the goods to finance the high-society lifestyle of her alter ego. Able to blend in with the movers and shakers of Los Angeles, there were few mansions, or bedrooms, that were barred to her. But she used only as much as she had to, to keep up lavish appearances. The rest she gave to charity. If she and Johnny got serious, real serious, how much of that would she reveal to him? Would she stop being the domino lady? Before Johnny, she'd never been the kind of woman to settle down. She loved men, so much that she collected them like charms on a bracelet. Polo players, playboys, movie stars, old college chums from UC Berkeley. An endless parade of male perichitude. She could fall into and out of love three times a day. But there was something so gutsy about Johnny. He'd grown up in a crime family, but he was breaking free, and like her, he worked behind the scenes to do some good with his ill-gotten gains. 
In fact, he had just donated $20,000 to Our Lady of the Angels' Orphan's Home, the pet project of Agatha Lewis Covington. Mrs. Covington was the wife of pot-bellied, hooked-nosed, cigar-smoking Edward Covington, who was launching a bid for governor. Not the Domino Lady's favorite politician, but there were worse. And she wasn't sure that there was any man alive who was better than her Johnny. She reached into her cape and pulled out her lipstick, applying the scarlet to her lips. She puckered up at her reflection and blew herself a kiss. Johnny was seated at a small table with a martini at his elbow, lighting a cigarette. There was a second martini on the other side of the table. You waited for me, she said, eyeing his drink. What a gent. They clicked glasses, and both took a sip. He grimaced.